where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Uh, if you notice, if you're looking on the live stream, if you if you look very closely, you can see right there. You see that sunbeam burning in on my eye? It's coming in through a little teeny tiny hole in the blind. Every year it does that about this time. And it's like, I it's so distracting. I should put some tape over that fucking thing. Okay. Uh, so glad you guys are here. The world has come full circle for your old pal EZ. This is unbelievable. About seven and a half years ago, maybe eight years ago. Uh, Anthony from the Opie and Anthony show got shit canned from Sirius. Uh, I think the incident went, it depends on who you talk to. What Anthony has said is that at like sometime weird hour of the night or day, I don't know. Uh, he was taking pictures in New York city. Anthony said that he was taking pictures of anything but people. I'm not going to lie to you. That, that sounded really fucked up when I heard it the first time. I was like, oh boy, I don't know about that. I don't know if I believe that one. Well, anyway, some big black chick said, motherfucker, what are you doing? And started whipping his ass. Taking a picture of me, motherfucker. And like punch the shit out of him. And he ran home and went on Twitter and called her terrible things. And he didn't come out and do the Glenn Kuyper uh, N-word league museum, but he did say some, uh, some, some rough shit enough to get him fired from Sirius. I was like, ah, fuck this shit. I'm going to do my own show. A man asked who did the pictures in the bathroom? Yeah, that, that was Opie's undoing too. I guess he took, <laughs> he like held the phone over the top of the stall and some guy taking a shit. What the fuck is wrong with you morons? So, uh, then Anthony immediately starts promoting that he's going to launch compound media in this basement. And, uh, I immediately went on the air and made fun of him. Ah, doing your show for your basement. You dumb fuck. Ah, fuck you. Um, well, since then, as life would uh, take turns, turns that uh, you don't expect, somehow I wound up in, in uh, next to Anthony on Compound Media a couple years ago in New York. And I, I think, yes, I do remember exactly how that happened. It had to do with the fact that Carl put me on Who Are These Podcasts? And E-Rock, who runs Compound Media and used to be uh, the producer of OP and Anthony, he reaches out to me. Hey, I heard you on there. That was fun. It sounded good. Oh, wow. And then uh, I think one thing led to another, and we had sex. No. Um, he said, if you ever want to be on the show, if you're ever in the area. So it turns out that we took a trip to New York City, and uh, voila, I'm on, the, I'm on the show there. Now, Anthony would not give a fuck that I made fun of him, ever. 
Uh, that would be pretty weird if, if Anthony, of all people, uh, pretty much a master of bashing people, was upset that somebody bashed him. He loves that shit. So, okay. That comes and goes. As I'm walking out, E-Rock says, hey, send me a show once in a while. We'll put you on here. I go, oh, fuck yes. So since then, I think I've, uh, I've in, in two years, I've sent a paltry 11 shows over there to Compound Media. And, uh, and E-Rock uh, uh, posts them on their platform. Now, I need to uh, say for the record that I align very little with any of the psychopaths on compound media. I am the brilliant outlier. Every motherfucker on there does not think like me. Um, the, it's all this right wing fucking MAGA shit. And I don't, I don't do that fucking bullshit. I have sense. All right. I am so much better than those people. And, uh, you know, I am, I am 1 million percent not about any of the shit that they believe in. Not a bit. And I, I'm not afraid to say it. That doesn't, in fact, I go on my show there on compound and talk about how crazy all these people are. And yet, I still am able to do the show because they know that it's, you know, occasionally you need someone to be on the other side. That's me. I guess. I don't know. I can't, I can't uh, uh, read their minds as to why I keep, maybe they put me on and then they play my shows and make fun of me. I don't know. Kenny says, did you just call yourself brilliant? Next, you're going to say you're a great husband. You got to understand, Kenny, everything I say on this show is exaggerated. I mean, if I just uh, namby-pamby uh, beating around the bush, uh, talking like a jackass, uh, no one would listen. You got to you gotta really go for it. So just shut up and enjoy the show. Ryan says they've never listened or watched. That's why they put them on. They don't even know what you're saying. Well, anyway, I'm getting ready to record another show for Compound. E-Rock said I need one by for the Memorial Day holiday. No problem. I'll sit in here and uh, uh, whip out a show. And then he says, uh, hey, how would you like to like fill in for Anthony? I'm like what? So he's going to take my show and where Anthony would be doing his show. I'm going to put, he's going to put it on there. So, um, that is going to be crazy, frankly. Um, so when the regular audience that watches Anthony's show and, and the lion's share of views that the compound media network, and this is a paywall network. You, you can't see it really anywhere. They may have some material available on YouTube, uh, free for you to view, but, uh, the usual, uh, fucking, uh, right wing scumbag racist fuck audience member will sit down 
to watch Anthony for Memorial Day, and I will be there. Thank you, E-Rock, for allowing me to do that. I appreciate it. Want to do an episode to air Monday during Anthony's time slot? Uh, Yeah, sounds great. And then E-Rock, he always goes full program director mode on me. Remember, it's going to air on Monday, so remember Memorial Day and such. What? Maybe find a couple of stories to go with the holiday. Also, some summer stuff. What the fuck does that mean? Stories to go with the holiday? Like, uh, I don't know, a guy fucks a dog on Memorial Day? Is that because that's like something I would talk about? Also, some summer stuff. All right, let's break down the best beach bucket to get for your kids. Some summer stuff? What is it? What is some summer stuff? Let's break down the best beachwear. You're uh, essentially filling in for Anthony that day. I said that's uh, now him telling me to not put dated material on there is like, dude, I'm like twice as old as you. I've been doing this for longer than you've been alive. Like he's suggesting I don't talk about something that like if I record today um, won't be a news story then. Well, I know. Yes, that's. How could you possibly suggest something so pedestrian? Uh, Tyler says do the whole radio thing and find a dumb list like top 10 beaches in the country. I'm telling you, this is going to be a bit to start it. That program director, E-Rock, suggested, hey, talk some summer stuff. Uh, Amanda says, I say just find some stupid people in the summer stories altogether. Hey, uh, uh, welcome to summer. Here's a dumb idiot to talk about. Sorry, I didn't have a joke there. I, I just started talking. Um. I said, that's awesome. I have some evergreen stuff, as it's known. Stories and such. Plus, I guess Chad Zumach finally took a run at me. I'm excited. E-Rock. Okay, just make sure it won't be dated by the time it airs Monday. I was like, would you stop? I just write, yep, all good. Throw on some American flag decor in there, too. Or throw some American flag decor in there, too. Get them, USA. Fuck Bud Light. Ha, ha, ha. Shut up. I don't even know if he's serious. He might drink Bud Light. I, you know, I I kind of hate anyone that... um supports the ban on bun, on uh, bud light it's like you realize what you're saying there is that you hate one type of people 
you you do not support equality for people who are changing their gender. You hate them. That's why they are the most hated group of people in America today because a person born a dude now wants to be a chick held up a beer can with her face on it and everybody went, oh, oh my God, I'm so fucking weak. I'm a pussy. <sighs> Charity scam, Mike. I'm standing there, uh, and uh, you know, this is a family member of mine, and I have a very dear family member of mine who is gay and is dating a uh, transgender person. And he's he's uh, he goes, yeah, I'm drinking Coors Light now. I go, what? Yeah, yeah, Bud Light was my beer, but it can't be now. It's like you're such a fucking caveman. And then Stress Ball Jim, same thing. Anti-Bud Light. And and uh, I didn't have the nerve to get into it. And I said, why? I, I wanted to say why again. What, 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 what exactly is the problem? And get them talking. And then they like talk themselves into a corner. But uh, this is the guy who's installing my electrical. And... It's just not worth it. And, I, you know, if somebody who's in their 50s or 60s still thinks like a goddamn caveman, um, they're too far gone. You can't, you can't like, uh, uh, you know, pull that nail out or unring that bell. They're just fucked up. Our beloved Kenny writes, you don't have to agree with someone to show them love. How about you? That is a that is a very sweet thing to say. Chris says, it's down to four bucks a case. I'll drink that shit. Cole says, what did Zumok say? I don't know yet. I reached out to my friend uh, Soft Weekly and said, dude, what 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 is this? I need I need to know. I need to know. Kyle who's a dude who's into cock, wrote, I was a Coors fan, but I switched to Bud Light. Yeah. Well, I, I don't drink. And I considered cracking a Bud Light and falling off of the wagon to support Bud Light. So this is the shit that I'm going to talk about on Anthony's show. And and I'm telling you, it's like um, the people that, support Anthony are like people who listen to the blaze and um, you know, like the proud boys and I'm on there like going, Hey, I I love Bud Light. So this is going to be fucking awesome to talk to these animals. And the reason why I bring this up is because it's come full circle. Uh, Eight years ago, I was making fun of Anthony for doing a podcast in his basement and I am in a dormer above my garage sending uh, a show to Anthony to fill in for fucking Anthony. What the fuck? That's incredible. Oh my God. So that will be on Monday. And you must subscribe to Compound Media, even if it's just for one month, to see this, okay? 
Uh, it'll be a show not that different than what you see here, except I won't be interacting with anyone because it's 100% pre-recorded. It's not live like this show is. Uh, Ryan says, I had some 60-year-old carpet installer at my mom's talking all this MAGA bullshit. You would have thought, you would have thought I was the biggest MAGA supporter on earth. Not going to piss off the man installing carpet. Just going to try to slither away. Yeah, that's what they do. They're so dumb to think that you care or you could support but maybe they're not. Maybe they know they got you by the balls as they're doing some type of service work in your home. And they spew that shit and you go, yeah? Oh, wow. Oh, man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Right. The Sanctimonious. Fuck that guy. Just, just love that nickname. The Sanctimonious. There was some dude, some black guy from South Carolina. I forget his name. Golden Tate. I don't know who just, I think it was South Carolina. It it might not be some guy who just announced that, um, he is, uh, running for president. And I think the, he doesn't have a chance in hell to win. And Trump like said, good luck, Tim, Tim Scott. I think it's his name. Golden Tate. What? And, uh, He's like, yeah, and, and Tim Scott's a uh, a Republican, obviously, and he's and he's like, oh, Tim Scott, great man. I think Trump uh, put him up to that. I think Trump said, yeah, you go and run and take a little bit more of the vote off of uh, uh, Ron DeSanctimonious, and that'll because you know um, I now think that DeSanctimonious fucked up. Trump is is like miles ahead right now. I think he's waited too long. The ship is starting to sail. Uh, I now have changed my thoughts based on uh, the trend of a 40-point lead by Trump. So uh, the pollsters will call Trump supporters or or registered Republicans or whatever and say, uh, yeah, um, uh, how do you feel about Ron DeSanctum? Well, I used to like him, but now that Trump's here, I'm, I'm voting for Trump. And so they got their Trump 2024 flag. They've got their, uh, they're attached to their pickup truck, you know, very, very poor people. And, uh, and there you go. Uh, the sanctimonious doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell. It's going to be Trump Biden rematch. Fuck. Uh, Kenny says they need anyone but Trump. Or DeSantis. Well, that's not going to happen. The sanctimonious screwed a bid for the White House and pissed off Disney. Things aren't going well for the man. All right. I should get E-Rock in here. But I don't want to. He's probably getting his kids off to school. Um, I just saw something that, uh, again... Uh, makes me sit up a little higher in my chair. No, I can't find it. Oh, here we go. Um, just posted nine hours ago to the Eric Zane show uh, subreddit. 
This person writes, another listener coming from FVHW. This has been a trend. For me, three or four people is a trend. For your old pal EZ, that's an unbelievable winning streak. Three or four people joining the ranks of the show. And uh, it always just, I'm telling you, makes me feel fucking great. Uh, this person writes, similar story to everyone else. Freebird Hot Wings gotten stale, safe, and boring. I was a big fan of Eric Ben Julius on BBL and started listening to the EZSP when Eric got canned. It's funny because back when FBHW and EZ would talk about the same topics, stories, Notable news, sports, crazy stories, ridiculous politics, etc. So I felt it was a lot of repeat content. So when we're there doing the show on radio, uh, Easy Julius, Ben, and Freebird Hotwings, we're covering the same content, same stories. That's what he's suggesting back then. Then he says, now after listening to FBHW only for a while, uh, it's crazy the difference in content. FBHW is all cute videos, advice, stupid made-up word games, around-the-room boring stories, yada, yada, yada. Easy's content is the controversial news stories that FBHW used to talk about and rip on to have some sort of opinion on. But now FBHW plays it so safe, nothing is mentioned if it has any chance of blowback. Person writes, I now listen to the daily podcast, subscribe to Patreon, and just started tuning into Twitch when I can. My favorite segments are Trivia with Dale. That's coming up later today. Let's Kill with Kyle, Ben and Eric, and anything outrageous like the sports announcer dropping the N-word, which I've got an update on that, or the mom suing over hot McNuggets. By the way, Eric, the dream team would be you, Ben, and Stu, full-time, Monday through Friday. I would love that. I would love to do um, this show and then that show daily so that these people, I, like, employ them. Uh, anyway, keep it up. Thank you. I appreciate that. Nate. Writes, I also came here from FBHW. Welcome. Kyle says a lot of radio shows cover the same content. It's almost like there is a prep service that is shared. Oh, really? Uh, Kenny says, don't forget the proper way to load a dishwasher. Oh, my God. You wait. You wait. The fuck? Hang on a second. Something just happened. I didn't want to happen. My phone started talking to me for some fucking reason. And Nate says they're hard to listen to. Oh, absolutely. It's just so fucking boring. Uh, No one on that show is qualified to actually lead a show. When I say lead a show, I mean like um, 
stand out, do anything that's memorable. Ryan says, speaking of WBBL, let us not forget to mention Lori Bennett was fired. Time out on the field. Darla has to go tinkle. I will be back. In case you don't know, uh, Kenny writes, careful, Eric. She might go ham and bite your face again. She, yeah, I, she bit the shit out of my nose yesterday. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, by the way, uh, the food. She's improved her. Um, she no longer has diarrhea. I changed her food up. Thank God. All right, let's see. A lot of, lot of discussion while I was away. Uh, concerning Lori Bennett, Kyle Wright, I met Lori at Zane's live show. She seemed really nice and supportive of his show. Not sure what happened over the following year, but this is Zane, so he probably did something to piss her off. Um, no, um, we, we, uh, we, we feared her uh, because it was always bad when she walked into the room. We just... It, we had PTSD and, um, but the only thing that really got me on the anti Lori train was upon being fired. Everything was normal. Um, when they called me up when I was sick and fired me over the phone, I said, Hey, I get it. No sweat. Well, like a year earlier, she told me that I needed to make her, in charge of my Facebook page, which I had my fan page, which I had, well, that was the only thing I brought into the relationship after getting fired from free beer. I made the fan page and then that became my, um, well, basically my lifeline to the world. If it weren't for the fan page, um, I had no way to communicate with people. So then Upon getting fired, she removed me as one of the people that runs the... uh, She had the authority. I gave it to her like an idiot. I shouldn't have let her do that. But she claimed it was like uh, policy or something like that. So I'm fired and I'm locked out of my own Facebook page. So I reached out to Bruce Law, the general manager at the time. And I go, buddy, yeah, she kicked me out of my own Facebook page. You got to make this... You got to have her undo that and take herself off. And boy, did that take a long time. Way too long. The fact that it happened in the first place, she took my Facebook page, is shit. Uh, so that's that's what uh, uh, launched me into the stratosphere. And then after I got control of it, I immediately start. Uh, yeah, Kenny asked, didn't you have to get your lawyer on that? Yeah, absolutely. I had to have my lawyer reach out to to Bruce and say, dude, uh, Eric needs his uh, Facebook page. Yes. Uh, Lawyers were involved. Um, once I got it back, I, I then, you know, I always, I never forget Jersey numbers. I immediately started suggesting she looked like Steven Tyler from Aerosmith, uh, a lot. Um, And then, uh, after that, when I tried to get the morning job there, I called her up and like, I reached out to her and sent her an email and said, and like, apologize. Hey, sorry about that. (laughs) All right. 
Ryan says, I never found uh, free beer to be funny. He just rides other people's jokes to get by. Always has. Okay. Steve, again, he's just some guy that says something not know, not noteworthy once in a while. Uh, Kelly, only interesting person left. Corey says, let's see, what else? Zane called him out for that during the sweater fight. The poop and the few, uh, field stories and a few others I thought were great regarding to Greg. Uh, regarding Greg, Joe was interesting because his lot, his life was a self cause clusterfuck. Uh, LV Maki. Huh? I was a VIP fancy idiot for 13 years. Never missed a show. Got a hotel room and stayed in Jersey for live shows for years, but I haven't listened to a show since February. Freebird and Hot Wings is unlistenable now. Aram says, Joe would also say whatever came into his head, which made the show spontaneous. Uh, let's see. Corey says, I remember a caller called into Freebird and Hot Wings about a year ago and mentioned a time Eric and Hot Wings got into a fight about Hot Wings' son's name, Grayson. And it got so bad, Freebeer went to commercial and it was not discussed after the break. Those are great moments. Those are wonderful, memorable moments when, I mean, people fight. That's, that's, that's uh, uh, something that happens in relationships. You fight. And I thought it was weird that the kid was born and they hadn't even thought of the name yet. I still think it's kind of weird. I, I don't think I'd ever heard that before, and I've never heard it since. A baby being born and you don't know the kid's name. So I said what I, I, I did my job. I said, that's weird. <laughs> and everybody went cuckoo bananas. So, of course, in hindsight now, Everybody looks back on that. It looks back on that, and um, and and uses. Oh, see, he was such an asshole, such an asshole. Um, Amanda says that happened with Mariah. She didn't have a name until the day after she was born. Oh, so there you go. You're the second person I know who's done that. Maybe more people do that. I don't know. But at the time, I thought that shit was weird. All right. Um, with that, I am going to say goodbye to the Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube audience. I appreciate you being here, checking out the show. The full show is available on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. If you want to help out the show in ways that don't cost you anything, here's what you do. Um, follow the show on Twitch. Either download the Twitch app and search Eric Zane Live, all one word. Or uh, go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Follow the show. Subscribe to it after linking your Amazon Prime account. When you do that, link Amazon Prime and then subscribe. Three things. Follow, link, subscribe. Say it with me now, follow, link, subscribe. When you do that, 
you will not see commercials during the broadcast. Or don't. That's fine. If you don't mind sitting through a lot of commercials once in a while during the live stream. Uh, Also, subscribe to the audio podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Even if you don't listen to the audio podcast, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite audio platform. Do that. Uh, If you don't already, follow me on Facebook or Twitter or YouTube. I appreciate that. If you ever need to reach out to me, uh, send an email on the Shoreliners Striping Inbox, eric at ericzaneshow.com. Okay, that's it. You're out of here. Have a good one. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device. All right. Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app that it's going to work okay in that app. And oh my God, this is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door, they punch it in, the door unlocks, in they go. And, of course, it's a video camera, so it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy Video Lock is the top of the heap, okay? You can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate, I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long, long time. No monthly fee on this, unlike other brands that do that. They just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee. I love the Eufy Video Lock. Get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. E-U-F-Y official.com slash video lock. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Got three dogs in here. Um, Darla is getting too heavy to hold with one hand. In fact, I'm developing like some type of like a pain in both wrists from holding her like a like a football. I have to use two hands now. I also, for the first time ever yesterday, uh, purchased insurance for the pet. She has better coverage than any family member in this house. Uh, Two types of coverage. 
One for the routine stuff like uh, yearly checkups, vaccinations, uh, flea and um, uh, heartworm medication, things like that. And then another one for like in case things go south, she's injured somehow. I've never done this before. Um, it's like 50 bucks a month and it's fucking great. I feel so good about that. And, and the reason why my vet, he said to me, Dr. Josh, he goes, you got to sign up immediately. And I even waited too long. I almost screwed this up. If she goes to the vet because whatever, she's got a runny nose or, uh, you know, or a skin rash or something like that. It, it shows up and uh, they, when the, cause the insurance company reaches out to the vet and says, Hey, what's, what, what's this? Give us your medical records on the dog. And they, and they have to. Uh, and so she has no medical history whatsoever other than that first checkup where she had flying colors. So you get the absolute lowest rate for the most coverage. So I'm stoked about that. Uh, I should have done this with all of my dogs. Uh, you know, a couple hundred bucks a month to insure both all four dogs. That'd be great. However, these other ones are so old that I'd probably end up paying like $300 to save 50 cents a year. All right. We're doing okay though. Today, she is uh, really turned towards this, uh, demeanor of attacking the other dogs and biting this real bratty teenager type of vibe coming out of the dog right now and so uh she starts to piss off bruce here and in some cases o'neill and they you know bruce just gets like super fed up and he looks at me like dude i cannot keep this up she is relentless and her little fucking sharp barracuda teeth hurt like fuck help me and then O'Neal, he's just like, oh, come on, not again. I'm, I'm a seven, eight-year-old dog. I, my job now is sleep. That's all I do is sleep. All right. Speaking of brat, um, this dad paid a ton of money for his kid to go see Taylor Swift. Some rich fuck in Massachusetts. Uh, $1,800 is what he paid for tickets. For a handful of tickets to go see Taylor Swift. Well, I don't know what the fuck happened, but the, uh, the tickets never showed up. So at the last minute, he's like, ah, oh, well, um, hmm. Let's see what I can do. Now, at this point, for a, a last-second ticket to Taylor Swift show, this is arguably the biggest concert tour that's ever happened. No bullshit. It, it's not like you're going to pay another $1,800, which, again, is too much for a ticket. I, I'm telling you. First of all, before I get into this, I fucking hate concerts. They're the absolute worst. The only time I would go see a concert is if I was in the front row and not with, 
No, that's it, in the front row. Because if you're not in the front row, there's always some cock who's in front of you. And I'm usually with my wife, and she's tiny, and she can't see fuck. I am not interested in going to a concert. And I'm also not interested in paying anything more than like what I'd pay to go see a movie. I think that the uh, tickets should be capped at like 15 bucks and then that's it, you know? And that's for the absolute best seat. $15 a ticket. I think the last concert I ever saw well, yeah, take it back. If I go to a uh, if I go to a, a venue like that's a club, like in town here, this place called the Intersection, um, where I can get a table off to the side or a booth in the darkness, so I don't have to fucking talk to anybody. Another problem. The problem with the uh, with the club shows is people see you and they want to say hello, and uh, I'm okay with that when the band's not playing, or even if I'm walking to the bathroom. But when I'm sitting there watching the show, I do not want to say hi. I want to enjoy the show. So, I mean, it's just fucking, there's always something going on. So I, I, I should just watch. I, I'd be more li- uh, happy watching someone's cell phone video of the concert. Jesus. Um, so... Uh, people paying all this money. This dad, the tickets don't come in. So he's like, now what? Audio check, video check. Wait till you hear what this dad did. Mary me, Juliet, you Up at 6 a.m., these Swifties are all smiles and giggles, but faced a near ticket disaster after a November Taylor Swift order confirmation. We almost didn't have tickets to an event we've been looking for since Christmas. Like, we have not stopped talking about this event Mm. since the day we found out. They're saying, oh, the tickets are gone, but didn't tell me we got new tickets, and the looks on their faces, I never want to see again. It was tough. It was tough. There was one, one of the girls, I won't tell you who, they had a quivering lip. I went home slamming stuff. Like, I was so angry. I was so disappointed. And because I was looking forward to this for nine months. I was getting ready to cry because I was so mad and I was so upset. And then they were like, but we got you guys better tickets. And I was. All right. So dad went and bought better tickets. So excited. I was like freaking out. Yep. To ensure that they get to Taylor Swift, Anthony Silva, after first paying $1,800 to a verified seller and receiving this email that said, alternative tickets currently not available. Silva purchased new tickets on a new site for a whopping high price and added a limo. Approximately $21,000. What? This fucking stiff. Pay $21,000 so that these kids could get a limousine and go and, and get the tickets. Uh, who cares about the limousine? But she pay, he paid $21,000 for tickets to a Taylor Swift concert. Okay. For better seats, but of course, as you can see, this puts me back a little bit. And I think it's for no reason but for incompetence through the third party. Or- no, no, no. You are the incompetent one. You are the worst father that is, okay, this is a perfect opportunity to teach a lesson to those kids, okay? 
you look at them and say, hey, well, out of my control, it's not going to work out. And when they cry, you say, life lesson. Yeah, too bad. And they say, dad, will you pay 21000 for the new? No, no, I'm not doing that. This isn't on me. I didn't do it. I did, I, I did my part of the bargain. Uh, life lesson. L- uh, people are fucking cheek, uh, cheats. They will rip you off. There you go. Lesson learned. Instead, he just bails them out. To, to stop up. And then she told me we got new tickets. And I was like, oh, ah! yay. So I actually jumped on both of my parents and was like, thank you. What's wrong with the way that kid talks? She's got a little Catherine Hepburn mass hole going on there, huh? Yay. I actually jumped on both of my parents and was like, thank you. Like, Mm -hmm. thank you. I really appreciate it. Shut up. Fucking dumbass. And StubHub did send the email offering a full $1,800 refund. That should be processed in 10 days. Dad says, I Oh, that's going to make it all better. There's memories for a lifetime because that's it. No more birthday gifts. No more Christmas gifts. He's done. Live in Somerville, Rondella Richardson. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, for how many years? Two Rondella. For another three years. Then great job. All right. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you don't get a wedding. I don't believe that guy. This, this guy's a, he's a total schlep. Those kids have him, uh, wrapped around their fingers. They can do anything, anything. And they know it. So no matter what happens, that guy, he's going to be working to the day he dies. What an absolute stiff this guy is. Oh, fucking loser. Corey says she seems like a spoiled brat. Nate Bull says no tickets. Good. We don't have to go see fucking Taylor Swift. Chris says spoiled piece of shit daughter for the rest of her life. Way to ruin your daughter. Exactly. He's just crippling those kids. Uh, Kyle says, it's funny because we all know if Jackie or Maddie were losing their shit and wanted to go, Zane would open up his pockets and spoil his kids. Oh, you are so wrong. Not for that amount. I mean, does, does the, uh, does the amount matter? I remember Jackie wanted to go see the fucking cheetah girls and, uh, I, I did. I paid a lot of money for those Cheetah Girls tickets. Oh, my God. Hope he had to withdraw it from his 401k or something, Corey says. Aram says Somerville is not a ritzy town at all. I don't know. Fast forward six months, dad getting... Foreclosure and repo notices. Man. That is, uh, that, that's some tough sledding for that guy. He's going to end up having to work till the day he dies, just grinding, trying to make the minimum payment on a credit card for those fucking tickets forever. Holy shit. That's rough. Okay. 
the open and live stream of this show. First of all, um, thank you so much for signing up on Patreon. Uh, Amy D just signed up. Amy Dickinson, uh, runner girl. She just signed up on Patreon. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I'm trying to get to 200 subscribers by the end of this month. It's been a while since I've been over 200 uh, subscribers. When I first launched, I'm at 194 right now, by the way. When I first launched, um, within two weeks, I had 455 people on Patreon. Some of those people were just going to sponsor for, uh, or sign up for a short amount of time. And then, you know, there's, there's been attrition, no doubt, but it has been picking up. Um, there was also the mass exodus a year ago where, uh, you know, it, uh, I dipped below 200 after that bunch left, but no big deal. Pick up the pieces, move on. And now it's starting to pick up again. So I'm very, very happy about that. If you uh, want to support the show in, uh, in the ways I talked about earlier and get a whole lot more content, uh, sign up for the Patreon. When you are on Patreon, which is basically a pay platform, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Eric Zane, uh, you have access to a ton more content, including the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, Who Are These Zanes, and About to Launch, Who Are These Free Beers? All on patreon.com slash Eric Zane. That is hours and hours of programming. In fact, every day, Monday through Friday, I do a Patreon bonus podcast where we talk about even more things. Kind of like an extension of this one. No commercial interruptions. Ad-free, listener-supported Patreon. Thank you if you've uh, followed in the past. Uh, And um, if you're thinking about it now, I I would... uh, that would be awesome. Thank you. Uh, this is, uh, by the way, this uh, background here, the um, uh, behind the logo. Thank you to Ryan for whipping that up for me. I, I I needed some help with that. I'm very, very inept at things like that, but he whipped it up in like three seconds. Uh, Eric says, can you work in my email link about Winnie the Pooh Puta to your next sponsor read? Oh, you're talking about like, when I do A and E heating and cooling. It must have struck you as such because of, uh, because of Joe Martinez. I don't know if I see it. I had it and I lost it. Hang on a second. No, I can't do it. Whenever I, I, I do this, I, I forget where I put shit and then it takes too long. Maybe uh, if I find it again, which I will, then I'll do it. But I'm pretty bad at this shit. If you haven't noticed already. Okay. Uh, back to reality. Thank you to M37 hackers. They bring us the open and live stream 269 205-2095-269-205-2095-M37 Hackers Golf Simulation in Middleville, Michigan. 
golf the greatest courses on the planet uh, while you're sitting back, knocking back a couple of beers with your pals. Bring a cooler into M37 Hackers when you rent a bay. And uh, there you go. All your pals are going to golf. St. Andrews, Augusta. It's incredible. You will love M37 Hackers. The price is right, too. A lot cheaper than X-Golf and a lot more fun. 269-205-2095. The only thing X-Golf might have on M37 Hackers is the babe factor. I think they hire hot chicks to stand there with their titties hanging out so that you might, I don't know, spend more money. 269-205-2095. You don't have hot chicks at M37 Hackers. You got hillbillies. Thank you to Berlin Raceway. BerlinRaceway.com. Where speed belongs. Memorial Day celebration at Berlin on Saturday. Tickets just $14 when you buy them online at BerlinRaceway.com. For the Memorial Day races on Saturday... If you are current or former military, you get in for free. Uh, Not to mention, seniors get in for free as well. Military and veterans are free. Seniors get in free. 6.30 start. There's fireworks afterwards to celebrate the big holiday for those who have... uh, uh, pay the ultimate uh, price sacrifice for the country. And the tickets are just 14 bucks. So mom and dad, 14 kids, 15 and under free uh, parking free, bring in a cooler 12 by nine or smaller with all your snacks, all your soft drinks, no glass, no booze. Berlinraceway.com. We have an update on Glenn Kuyper. Glenn Kuyper. You may remember the name. He is the guy that was working the big baseball game for the Oakland A's. He and this jerk with the stupid beard and the dumb hat are on TV in Kansas City where I guess in Kansas City they have the Negro League Baseball Hall of Fame. Back when African-Americans, I'm really taking my time in this so I don't fuck it up. When African-Americans were not allowed to play baseball with the white guys, they came up with their own league and they were all better than the white guys. The white guys sucked. So finally, uh, a guy named Branch Rickey from the Brooklyn Dodgers, who wasn't exactly like, uh, you know, all about equality. He was all about winning and making money. Brought uh, Jackie Robinson in uh, to break the color barrier. And now in baseball, there's like three black guys that play. So thank God Jackie Robinson did that. Well, anyway... Uh, the Negro League Baseball Hall of Fame is in Kansas City, Missouri. Glenn Kuyper here, and this jerk, this uh, the dude, idiot with the hat and the beard. I forget his name. It doesn't matter. He's a former player. Uh, they they went to the Negro League Baseball Hall of Fame, 
And then after that, they went to a local barbecue. So all idiot has to say here, and I know a lot of you have already seen and heard this, but it's, it's still, oh my God, this is still one of the most remarkable things I've ever seen or heard for many reasons. And yes, you are going to hear a very, very bad thing right now. Very, very bad N word with a hard R. And this is easily the worst gaffe that has ever happened. At least it seems that way, that this is an absolute gaffe. I still believe that, but there's a little bit of a plot twist that I'll get to. Uh, Kuiper is now fired. That happened yesterday, but this is this is what put it all in motion. <coughs> Excuse me. We had a phenomenal day today. Nigger League Museum and Arthur Bryant's Barbecue. Oh. The fact that he just so, that is the most clear use of that word I have ever heard. There was no, there was no, he was taking his time. Every single letter was pronounced. You could hear two G's and the E-R so clearly. And he's talking about the Negro League uh, Baseball Museum or whatever. And instead of Negro, he puts the worst slur ever. We had a phenomenal day today. Nigger League Museum. And then what is this asshole doing with this pounding his chest? And Arthur Bryant's barbecue. Oh. He like puts his tongue in his cheek. I kind of want to punch him more than I do Glenn Kuyper. We had a phenomenal day today. Nigger League Museum. <laughs> and Arthur Bryant's barbecue. Okay. And then the subsequent, like six, it, it goes, uh, Dallas Braden is the idiot's name with the hat. Well, I don't think he did anything wrong. Well, no, God, I, I just, I can't get over. The only, the, you know what makes more sense? It actually makes more sense that Kuipers say, look, Dallas, I am going to say the N-word here instead of Negro. Don't react. Put on your, use your best acting chops. Don't react. That makes more sense than a, a gaffe and no reaction. It's because of the no reaction that I think people may have become suspicious. That's, in my opinion, the only explanation. Because if that was a mistake, you're going to go, oh, 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 my, oh my God, you know? So, oh boy, I, perhaps when the A's fired him, that's what they took into consideration. Um, I, I wish I could be a fly in the wall on all of this quote unquote investigation that they did to, um, to determine that he should be fired. In addition, um, he didn't apologize. Kuiper didn't apologize until the sixth inning and it was way weird. And, and I don't know again, 
If it happens in the pregame, sixth inning is a couple hours later. Um, This happened on live television. He had to have known within seconds. Like, if he didn't really know, one second after they get done with the shot, someone's saying, Glenn, you just said the worst thing that ever has been said on television ever. Um, you know, he, he, the, there's only two things he should have done right away. And that is, um, immediately respond and then like kill himself because that's what I would do. I would, I would just immediately, uh, go get my pistol and shoot myself in the head. I would be more likely to shoot myself in the head. If I said that, than if I like killed my family. I think I would have a higher chance of shooting myself in the head if I said the N-word than if in a fit of rage I shot Diana in the throat and then murdered the dogs and ate them all. I would be less likely to shoot myself if I did those things than I would if I said the N-word during the uh, the, uh, podcast. If I even started to mistakenly say the uh, N-word, I would only get as far as the first two or three letters. And then I would stop myself because I would hear that I was saying that. But to say the full word as strongly as he did and to never even acknowledge it seconds after, it makes me think he did it on purpose. Uh, This is the apology by Glenn Kuyper when it all happened. Welcome back to Coffin. Welcome back to Coffin Stadium. I just wanted to a little bit earlier in the show I said something didn't come out quite the way I wanted it to. Wait. Uh, I said something I it came out not quite the way I wanted it to. That's such an understatement. I said something didn't come out quite the way I wanted it to. Quite the way you wanted it to. You need to be more emphatic than that. You need to say, welcome back to Kauffman Stadium. Don't even open with welcome back to Kauffman Stadium. You should have um, a rope tied to the structure above you and then the noose around your neck. And you should say, oh my God, I said the N-word. And then I'm so sorry. And then you jump and then you're hanging there like fucking Mussolini. And I just wanted to apologize if if it uh, if it sounded different than if it sounded different. <laughs> I meant it to be said, and like I said I just wanted to apologize for that. Oh no! Oh no! You asshole! Now again, I don't know if there's a right way. I don't know if there's a right way to. To talk, uh, to talk your way out of this. I, I, I really don't. I don't, I don't. And then, um, Tyler writes, I said something that didn't sound right earlier as Nick Cassianos. It's a home run deep to left field. So yeah, anyways, my bad. Jesse says, quote, Hey, I meant to say it with, uh, a, a, a U H. Uh, I wanted it to be. Uh, uh, G-G-U-A as opposed to a hard R and a 2-2 count to Castellanos. It hits one a mile. A man, a plan, a canal, Panama. 
Oh my God. Brandis had written earlier when I was playing the clip over and over again. She said, stop. Oh my gosh. My ears are trying to hide inside my head. I can't hear it again. I don't blame you. But I had to, I, I had to put on the table all of the things that are important to make this story move. So many fucked up things in the story. Uh, Bob says he should have got a 12 gauge and, and uh, Kurt cobain himself on live TV. Yes, I was able to translate your hodgepodge of words there. It's part of uh, what makes me a professional. If I had read it the way you wrote it, it would have been, he should have got a 12 gauge and Kurt himself in live TV. You guys, I, I cannot believe the level of typos I see on here from time to time. My God. So, okay. The guy who runs the Negro League Baseball Museum said that he forgives Glenn Kuyper a day after it happened. Dave Stewart, uh, black pitcher for the A's, retired, said, no, 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 this is a, this is a gaffe. But I, I don't care if every black guy in America is standing in unity with Glenn Kuyper and Al Sharpton Ben Crump, Barack Obama, uh, the George Floyd family, Colin Kaepernick. I don't give a fuck if they're all saying, keep Glenn, keep Glenn, keep Glenn Kuyper, keep Glenn Kuyper. Fuck you. He's fired. There is no fucking way, even if they make Glenn Kuyper the president of the NAACP and all of that happens, no, you are fired. All you blacks don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Fuck you. So it's weird. All the, all the black guys are saying, we love Glenn Kuyper, keep him on. But the A's are like, fuck that shit. He was fired by NBC Sports California while describing his trip to the Negro League's Baseball Museum. That happened on May 5th. It's taken that much time. Following an internal review, the decision has been made to end its relationship for the uh, for NBC Sports California to end its relationship with Glenn Kuyper. Uh, we thank Glenn for his dedication to Bay Area baseball over the years. You see, St. Gaslight moves to the Bay Area, and then this happens. I blame Joe. That's true, by the way. He lives in Oakland, California now, St. Gaslight. Little bird told me. That little bird would be me. Uh, quote, a person familiar with the investigation told the Associated Press that, quote, the decision, here you go, this is key. 
the decision was uh, to be that was made based on a variety of factors, including information uncovered in the internal review. So what is that? I mean, I want to find out if we've got a picture of him, you know, at a uh, as he, maybe he's a grand wizard or something of the clan. You don't know. The person spoke on condition of anonymity and didn't divulge specific details because the network had not publicly disclosed the results of the investigation. Well, you fucking have to. Bullshit. We need to know this stuff. Talks about his apology. He released another statement just recently taking full responsibility for what he called a terrible but honest mispronunciation. I do not believe you. I am calling you a liar. And I think a uh, beard fucking hat guy, Dallas Braden, I think he's guilty too. I think they should both be hung in the town square. Kuiper said, please know that racism is in no way a part of me. It never has been and it never will be, he said. I appreciate the Negro League Museum President Bob Kendrick and Oakland A's great Dave Stewart's public support of me in light of this. Well, they've been duped. I am an honest, caring, kind, honorable, respectful husband and father who would never utter a disparaging word about anybody. I don't believe you. I, I think you are a liar. Those who know me best know this about me. No, I, I refuse to accept that. I wish the Oakland A's and NBC Sports would have taken into consideration my 20-year career. No, no, no. That's like that old thing. Uh, you know, you suck one dick. What is that line? Uh you suck one dick and you're a dick sucker for life or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> like, okay. I think it is. If I have sex with Diana for, uh, parts of five decades, like I have been, but I'm hanging out with Kyle Ryan and I say, Hey man, let me see your dick. And then he shows me his dick. And then I go, Hey man, I think I want to suck your dick. And then Kenny's there pounding his pud and he takes a picture and posts it. Everybody's going to call me an F rhymes with bad. And I think I, it would be hard to, if I'm like, no, I'm not really. I just wanted to suck Kyle's dick. They're going to be, no, you're a cocksucker. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I am. You know, you, you do that just once and that's it. You're fucked for life. Uh, I had to allow it. I suck one dick and now I'm gay. Once a dick sucker, always a dick sucker. There you go. So that's what's up with Glenn Kuyper. Um, I will always have a hard time understanding how one mistake in a 20-year broadcasting career is a cause for termination. Dude... Come on. You've been around the block. Don't give me that. It doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter what you do for a living, what your track record is. You drop an N-word like that, intentional, accidental, no one knows. Uh, uh, I, I, I now think it was absolutely done on purpose. I absolutely believe that. It doesn't matter if you did do it accidentally. Don't come in here with this. I can't believe this is all it took was to get fired. Shut the fuck up. A's manager Mark Kotze said the decision wasn't made by the team and that he sympathizes with Kuiper. Kotze, the manager, says, I can't imagine being in his shoes right now. I think personally we, we missed an opportunity here. Maybe to use this as an educational platform. <laughs> what is there to learn, dickhead? Yeah, it was an educational platform. Say the N-word, lose your job. There, everybody learned. But as you said, I don't make decisions. I And this isn't a decision I was involved in, and nor was the organization, really. This was, was a decision made by NBC. Kuiper had been calling uh, A's games for the past 20 years. He's the younger brother of former major leaguer and Giants announcer Dwayne Kuiper. Fire him, too. Fire everybody with the name of Kuiper. Yes. So thank God that happened. Boy, she's a cutie. I'm like, who? You're like, who? Who's he talking about? The chick there in front of this flag. Wow. All right. Uh, Jesse says drop one N-bomb is like dropping a nuke. You ruin everything. Worse than fucking up twice a year for 25 years. Corey says, what do I, what to know, wait a minute, what to know how I know you're gay? Your dick tastes like shit. Looks like a quote from something. Jesse drops the, and if he accidentally used the word, it means he uses it all the time off the year. Well, that's what a lot of people think. And, and I don't know for sure. I actually I mean, I don't know if he, I, I mean, I say he did it on purpose for the, uh, for this show, but I, I really, I have no way of knowing. Donut Dan says, ladies and gentlemen, please help us welcome the next announcer of the Juarez Mexico soccer league. My God, Dan, uh, Glenn Kuyper. Haven't heard shit about Dallas Braden. If he's going to, there's, I think that's a harder fire. But, you know, that's something that you definitely have to have some, uh, has he been missing from the broadcast? What about Dallas Braden? What happened to Dallas Braden? No. I don't think there's shit about Dallas Braden. He pointed out two weeks ago about his lack of reaction. 
This is worth mentioning again. His statement went like this. Uh, As those of you know me well recognize, I usually speak out about injustices in order to find understanding and push conversations forward. I always hate that type of language. Keep the conversation. Let's have a conversation. Shut up. Several people have questioned my lack of response to an issue that took place on air uh, during the game. At the time of the incident, I was not aware that anything was amiss. And and that's where at, you, your bosses should stop and say, how? How? He blamed the nuances of live TV. He says, yeah, sometimes we as broadcasters miss some of what you, our audience, see and hear. We have producers speaking in our ears about what is next. We are formulating our words to articulate our thoughts. We are uh, pounding our chest, uh, I don't know, for weird reasons. We have producers speaking in our ears, blah, 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 moving direction from camera to camera. I missed it. I was not aware of it until the sixth inning when Glenn made the apology. I don't know, man. Still one of the most fucked up things that's ever fucking happened. And in a way, fantastic. Fantastically awful. There's a lot of humor in that. That's why I'm talking about it. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck that this guy said that shit. Fuck you. I mean, I do. I think he should have been fired. I'm glad he's fired, but I mean, who cares? Some fucking idiot drops the N-word. I think maybe we might get to a point where uh, employers, um, like if you're NBC, uh, the, the California or whatever, you, uh, you, you make a statement and say, uh, attention, Bay Area gangs. Uh, we know you're beating up St. Gaslight because he gets beaten up by gangs, but we want you, uh, if you are in a gang and you are in fact black, Local Bay Area Blacks. This is what this man said. We are keeping him on the job and we will no longer have security at the Coliseum where the A's play. You are free to walk in and beat the fuck out of him on live TV. No security. You will get a free ticket to the game and uh, we will feed you. Glenn Kuyper gets to keep his job, but you can beat the shit out of him during the game. Sign management. We need more of that. If so, Hey, nobody will say the N-word. After you're done, after you're done beating up St. Gaslight, go beat up Glenn Kuyper. All right. What a fuck. I got a hill I got a hillbilly fight for you at uh, the racetrack in North Wilkesboro. Uh North Carolina. <laughs> I hadn't been to that track since the mid 90s NASCAR and the hillbillies were loving life. We got a fight to break down here. Audio check, video check. Now these fat fucks 
These are always short. Whenever these uh, NASCAR race fights happen, because these fat asses are always really, really out of shape. Uh, the tail of the tape on this one, fat fuck with his shirt half off is a belligerent. One row ahead of him, fat fuck with his shirt tucked in and the ponytail is the other belligerent. Here we go. in the white t-shirt now they're they're grappling like crazy and then white t-shirt fat fuck gets that right arm free and he starts to punch but notice the first two punches seem to have a little bit of power behind them and then he's quickly exhausted look at how sloppy and lazy those tired rights start to kind of barely hit the guy He is so fucking tired. And then another fat fuck grabs the guy. And then old man with the shirt tucked in fixes his hair. Did you see that? He's like, he's done fighting and he immediately starts to fix his hair. He looks like Rob Brandt. Okay, so there's the cops. They're on hand. Let's back up. For some reason, this guy here with the gray hoodie down by the front, he has three baseball hats on. Wow, it's like two bears hanging on. Cars racing by, it's awesome. Now, this is a hillbilly fight. So I think they just said, okay, sit down, get a beer, and enjoy the rest of the race. There's there's the dude. There's the uh, guy, the uh, white t-shirt belligerent guy. This cop's got, like, Beats by Dre headphones on. And uh, they're going to let him go because he's white. So that's that interesting night for those hillbillies. A big beef going on in the stands. I love that. Uh, Donut Dan says, holy heck, is that a North Carolina state trooper trying to break it up? I think so. Why is that weird? Donut Dan, he's been in both of those venues. He's uh, been the race car driver. He's been the race car fan. Actually, three venues. And the cop. Dan was the cop. Where were you a cop again, by the way, Donut Dan? That's Donut Dan from the Dirty Donut Race, where I have found out that the number of people signing up for the race at an all-time high, they're going to sell out. And the number of people that use code ZANE23 at checkout, one. One. 
One of you, I need to know who that person is. There is still time, by the way. You still have 10 days until the race, but he's selling it out. I mean, he's got a lot more people this year in the race than last year. And I always feel bad about that. You know, that doesn't mean that the advertising didn't work. I mean, you still want... The key is when the message meets the need. So this year we do it. The message gets out there. The need is met for some. The idea is next year, more people will be interested. So that's why, that's how I, that's at least how I spin it. But um, you're doing an awesome job over there and I'm excited for your race. Thank you for being part of this show. All right. Where was I? Uh, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage says, okay, um, one thing you should be considering as the interest rates are sky high is if you have any credit debt, wipe it out because unless you're going to pay the balance of it, like now, like today, when the billing cycle ends, you will be paying 25% interest roughly on what you owe. If you could wave a magic wand and pay six or 7% interest on what you owe, you would save yourself a lot of money and a lot of stress and concern about how that nut is going to get paid and it won't keep compounding. Even if you have a thousand bucks, a 25% interest rate, that's a lot of money that's going into that 1000 bucks to make that more of a balance for you. So pay it all off. Well, I can. I don't have the money. If you've owned your home for a little while, tap into that. Get the money from your home. Pay off that balance so you don't have that interest constantly accruing. And then you're paying. you're still paying the money, but at a lot less of an interest rate for the refi. And over 30 years or 15 years, depending on your refi, it just makes good sense. You're wiping out debt and pay. You're saving yourself a lot of money. So what you do right now today is, and you know, I, before I get into that, I know what it is. You, uh, you, you, I know how it is. You feel like you're circling the drain or something like that because you have to take money out of your home. But people do this all the fucking time. Uh, This makes sound financial sense. Call Mario today at 231-332-6505. Get the money from your house. Let's say you owe 1,000. Take 3,000 out. Pay off the debt. You got an extra two grand in your pocket. Uh, You're paying at a lot lower interest rate than what you were and it's spread out over that amount of time. You don't even notice it. Your payment goes up a few bucks. No big deal. Okay. And then you got two grand to, uh, I don't know, go get some hookers and blow, whatever the fuck. Fix your house. Who knows? Call from anywhere in the U.S. to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. Mention EZ. You cannot do this if you're in South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, or Hawaii. Excuse me. 231-332-6505. I just had Dale over um, from Superior Cleaning and Power Washing, and holy shit. 
The guy is intensely awesome. Power washed the whole house. Everything in the backyard that was green. My fence has got algae all over. It looks like shit. He even cleaned off the fucking diving board. Queen of the Forest was like, oh my God, there's dirt here. Uh, It's ground into the cement. I'm going to be having a pool party this summer with the ladies. And if we're going to sit around on this, you, we've got a problem, Eric. I'm going to be drinking some White Claws. And oh my God, we might even show our tits to each other. And we don't want to be doing it in a filthy place, you fucker. So get this shit done. Call up that cute doll, Dale, and clean this shit up, fuckface. Okay. If you say so, you're the boss. So then Dale shows up. At the house and starts working. Diana um, masturbates while she's watching Dale. They might have had sex. Good. 231 4098 for superior cleaning and power washing. I found out Diana likes the bad boys. Because Dale's like jacked he's way in shape his fucking tattoos all over his fucking arms he talks all fucked up 22 years in the pen and she's like oh oh my god yes Ooh, i have no shot to compete with that are you kidding me holy fuck Anyway, call Dale. He will make your shit look awesome. 231-740-4098 for superior cleaning and power washing. Awesome. Mains, uh, Chris in Maine says, are there greater risks for going with these smaller independent banks? I don't know. Chris asked, sorry, this is more of a question regarding a debt consolidation letter we received. Consolidate house, credit card, vehicle, and boat at one bank. I don't know. He says, economics would lead me to believe diversity would be less risky and each bank would offer competitive rates to, quote, get your foot in the door. I think you got it figured out. And Jesse says, banks are losing money on mortgages now. Yeah, you have the power. You sure do. As the consumer. All right. Today... I know nothing more about debt ceiling than I did yesterday. After the show, I went ahead and tried to find out more. Remember I talked to you about, I, I need more uh, clarity. Am I the only one that when they say it, I don't, I don't know what the fuck that means. I mean, I know the shit, you know, that they talk about, but I need a fucking uh, idiot's guide to the debt ceiling. I need someone to have like a synopsis. I need the president and Kevin McCarthy 
to get up and say, hey, let's have a press conference and just explain to the American people what we're trying to figure out. Because again, I stand by this. If you go to 10 out of 10 on the street, they will, that, I, that 10 out of 10 won't get it right. That there's no one who really knows what's happening. All we hear as Americans is that this fucking thing is a problem. And in eight days, all hell is going to break loose. And McCarthy and Biden are discussing it. And then they're supposed to come to some agreement about, quote unquote, raising the debt ceiling. And if they don't, all I keep hearing is millions will be jobless. People on social security won't get their money. The markets will tank and we will be thrown into a recession. Well, if that's all true, fucking figure this shit out. And then when you're done, can you please explain to us what the fucking problem is? Maureen asks a great question that I've asked many times. I know nothing about the debt ceiling either. Who decides what the amount of the debt ceiling is? I don't know. I don't claim to know. And anyone who acts like they speak from some position of knowledge is a fucking fool and is just making shit up. I, I, I can't do that. I don't know who's right or wrong because part of me is like, oh, I love it when the government fucking busts out the checkbook and spends money. I love that. I love spending money too. Um, And then, you know, the other side of that is, well, we need to conserve our money. We need to think, we need to be fiscally responsible. No. Who, Who fucking wants to be fiscally responsible? That's the, that's horrible. No, I don't want anybody to be fiscally responsible. Fuck that shit. You got it. Spend the shit out of it. And if you don't have it, borrow it, pay it back later. Don't even worry about it. Kyle says it's an artificial number Congress made up. GOP is trying to make Biden look bad. They pulled the same shit 10 years ago with Obama. A deal will be reached at midnight, day before, and it all will be avoided. Uh, Ryan says maybe the problem with a debt ceiling is there shouldn't be one. Why is there debt? They are in charge of money. Make the shit up. I don't know if it's that simple. Uh, what about if they just say, hey, uh, we're short money. We're, we're doing the U.S. GoFundMe. Pay or all these old fucks starve. I think there was a movie that happened in the 1970s or 80s where like the country went bankrupt or something like that. They had to do a, like a fundraiser. I remember my dad taking me to it. And I was like, this is fucking boring. Uh, Jimmy uh, going with the, it's all based on fear to divide us even more. No, 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 no. We're, we're way beyond that. We're way beyond that. We'll always be divided. Okay. This is all you need to know. If you don't think exactly like me, this is the division right here. If you don't think exactly as I think, you are stupid. That's the division. 
In my opinion, that is the division. That's the only thing that matters. If you agree with me, you're brilliant. If you don't, you're a fucking moron. And so that's, and I still love you, but you sure are stupid. Uh, Something just popped into my head that I forgot about. Okay. Messages. Uh Okay. Hang on. It is, uh, I saw someone wrote, Chris in Maine said the NFK refers to the debt ceiling as the N-word, and that is that. When you wrote NFK, I was reminded of something that was sent in by Kenny. Kenny sent in a clip that as soon as I watched it, I said this is a this could be a clip of the NFK when he's young. Now, for those of you that are just listening to the audio podcast, you must click on the link in the show notes to see this fucking shit. It's some kid walking into the house and the ring doorbell camera catches him when he opens up the first door that has like a screen or glass in it. And it, it kind of flies back and hits him. Okay. And he doesn't like that. He's probably like 11. And his response to the door hitting him is the greatest. Okay. Uh, if you, since you can't watch it, in addition to saying all that shit, he gave the fig. He was giving the finger to the fucking door. <laughs> Ryan calls him a rotten little piece of shit. I, I call him a legend. He goes, ah, oh, fuck you. Fuck you, bitch. And then he goes, bitch, bitch. He says it twice. And he, he actually hits the door with his hand and then gives it the fucking faker. And then calls it a bitch ass motherfucker. So I think a lot of the people in the comments of this, um, you had both sides. This person said, makes me happy knowing other people also curse at inanimate objects when they're inconvenient. That's awesome. Uh, other people were like really critical and saying his parents are scum. This kid is scum. Kind of like Ryan there. Uh, 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 calling him a little shit. The fuck is wrong with you? A kid is a legend. Uh, this person wrote so many perfect people and perfect parents in the comments. 
Why is this country in shambles if there are so many of you? This young man's having a tough moment in vocalizing his frustration. There was no anger management issue. Look that up before throwing it around. Don't blame parents on his word choice. I uh, fuck. If I uh if Jim said that at that age and I caught him on a ring cam, I'd like, motherfucker, give it up. Yeah, yeah, hey, take that to the playground. Don't blame parents on his word choice. He is of school age and kids learn more than their lessons at school. While you're not Googling uh, anger management, look up swearing studies and how it can actually be a good thing. He's harming no one and being a kid played and simple. Stop being so nitpicky. Remove whatever is making you so cranky from your ass and enjoy life and all its ups and downs and relatable, shareable moments like this. Dipshit Ryan says that kid is going to become a broadcaster someday and use the N-word. You asshole. I love this kid. I love how it's off. Fuck. Fuck you. Fuck you, bitch. Bitch. Fucking bitch ass motherfucker. This was posted by Chicano uh, Strut. I don't know if he's Chicano, maybe. What does that even mean? Chicano. That makes me happy. I love that. All right. Thank you, Kenny. You get a star on the forehead for that. Uh, Adam says, I have that door. I don't blame the kid at all. I might have already read that one. I can't remember. Chris says he's quite comfortable using that language. Yes. Thank you. I'm glad. Maureen says, that hurts like a bitch when that happens. I don't blame him a bit. Jimmy says he loves it. Like father, like son. Tyler says, maybe he was just trying to get his Mugu guy pan. I've witnessed this myself. Admire. Chris says, I think Chicano is like saying Negro. Outdated term. I had to allow that one. Twitch wouldn't allow it, so I think you're right. Uh, Main Chris says, 30 years ago, this wouldn't happen because kids short enough to get hit in the temple by the handle don't speak like that. Four inches taller and it misses him. What the fuck are you talking about? I have an update on um, a story that I I haven't touched at all. Honestly, when it first hit, it was, it was so fucked up that I was kind of like at a loss for words because I think that when people heard it, 
it was like, oh my God, what a desperately horrible scenario this is. This might be one of the worst things that's ever happened. And it was the one um, where the hus- the guy and the girl get married. And then uh, she died. Minutes after they walk through, everybody's got the sparklers and saying goodbye um, to, to, uh, 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 you know, as they're leaving the venue, getting ready to go the next night day, they're going on their honeymoon. Stevie says, if you haven't touched the story, how do you have an update? Well, everybody knows the story. I just have an update on that story and, but I haven't talked about it because when it came out, I was like, fuck, I don't know what I'm going to talk about other than just, Oh my God, this is terrible. So I kind of have, to, I, I kind of wanted to wait. Um, but yeah, it was so fucked up because bride and groom, young couple, uh, they get married and um, it's the ceremony or the uh, party is over. Everybody's half in the bag and uh, they're going to jump on, into a golf cart that's on the property of where um, of where they're at and drive to the limousine. And uh, so... The best man is driving the golf cart and they're uh, sitting in the golf cart with him. One that has like a back seat, I guess. So the bride and groom are holding hands and they travel like five feet. And some lady in a car who's really fucking drunk, a 25-year-old chick, uh, plows into them. And um, the bride is dead. The groom is badly hurt. He just spoke on like Dateline or something the other night. I mean, this is so fucking bad. The best man also badly injured. They both lived, but the the bride died. So um, he's, they've had a wedding. She's had a wedding ban on her finger for a couple hours. So, I mean, where do you go from there? They, they had a big uh, uh, memorial service on the beach. And that was super sad. Well, now we're starting to get into unpacking what's going on here with this chick who was drunk. And, you know, uh, I would say that if that were me, like if that were me and I killed that bride and I was drunk, um, I would have already, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't have gotten a lawyer. I would have said, I am just here to take my punishment. I am pleading guilty and I, I please send me to prison for the maximum. Um, I don't, I don't know. And then, uh, then I, I, I don't even know where, where to begin. Um, then I'm constantly like, I, you know, uh, looking for something to do to help out the family. Maybe I would write a book about, my recovery and, and helping this family and all the proceeds goes to the fact I would make my life's work at that point, um, committed to the family that I destroyed. That would be my new career in prison, uh, supporting the family, trying to, um, help them after what I did. I, I, something, anything that's not happening with this dumb bitch who slaughtered this woman an hour after she was married. She's on the phone from the jail saying, 
You gotta help me. I didn't mean it. I'm not even kidding you. Audio check. Uh, video check. This is the update. Now into the case making national news, the alleged drunk driver, 25 years old, she is accused of killing a bride and injuring the groom just hours. That, that's the woman she killed and her husband. Hours after their wedding. Well, tonight here, the new report on her phone calls from jail, reportedly asking her parents. Look at this is them dancing at their wedding. They're, they're, it's minutes from their death or her deaths. Why me? Oh, here's ABC Stephanie Ramos. Okay. Did you hear that? The, I, I'm getting caught up in the story. I got to shut up. She's saying, why me? Back here at home now into the case making national news. The alleged drunk driver, 25 years old. She is accused of killing a bride and injuring the groom just hours after their wedding. Well, tonight here, the new report on her phone calls from jail, reportedly asking her parents, why me? Here's ABC. Uh, you piece of shit. Tonight, in a new report, an alleged bitch. driving suspect expressing remorse from a South Carolina jail after a deadly crash that killed a new bride just hours after her wedding. That's two minutes from the impact. The Charleston Post and Courier obtaining the jailhouse calls made by suspect Jamie Komorowski to family and friends through a records request. In one call, two days after that April 28th crash, the newspaper says Komorowski tells her parents, I just can't believe this happened to me. Why me? I'm going to be here for years and years and years and years. Typical response of a young person. That age only cares about herself in another call saying it was just not all young people but definitely this one just like a freak accident obviously i didn't mean it to happen later telling her parents through tears i just pray and hope that the judge understands how regretful and remorseful i am and that i'm not a bad person and that i'll never do anything bad again she sounds like she's seven Police in Folly Beach say that newlyweds Samantha Miller and Eric Hutchinson were traveling in a golf cart-like vehicle with two others when Komorowski plowed into them, killing Miller. Hutchinson, who suffered severe injuries, spoke to ABC's Eva Pilgrim in an exclusive interview just days ago. Is there anything you'd say to the driver? No, I can't right now. I'd like to. I mean, she's still something. She's still an amazing human being that should not have been taken. Holy Authorities shit. say Komorowski's blood alcohol content was three times over the legal threshold and that she was driving 40 miles per hour over the speed limit. David. Stephanie Ramos tonight. Stephanie, thank you. Oh, yeah. That dumb bitch. Um, <clears throat> and the whole, well, what, obviously I didn't mean it. You don't get it, do you? The whole act of the getting drunk and getting behind the wheel, it all adds to her entitlement. This is, she she needs to be locked up not only for punishment, but to keep the public safe. This psychopath. Oh. Oh my God. Well, she's got an, uh, a, a rude awakening. I mean, she is going to serve a long amount of time. 
Maureen says three times the legal limit. Super drunk. Fucking dumb bitch. Whines about her life being ruined. Jesus. That's not remorse. She's not sorry. She's saying, why me? And I hope they use those calls when they're sentencing her. Of course, dickhead Corey writes, they don't even get to wedding night bang. I am so banning you, giving you a timeout. What the fuck? Bob says, next update, plot twist. Her and the groom are getting married. Okay, that's that's a that's a ban too. There you go. I'm swinging that motherfucker now. All right. That's incredible. What an idiot. She's going to burn. I can't wait to see what happens to her. That poor family, that poor guy. Jesus. I mean, because... You know, um, he's in his thirties and she's, she was the love of his life. They've been together for years and years and years. I mean, how do you recover from that? Seriously. Oh, it's just terrible. This is why I didn't want to talk about the first time because I was like, Jesus, this is fucking the bleakest thing ever. But I wanted to get the, how she's the, the fucking idiot. The 25 year old is trying to make it about her piece of shit. Uh, all right. I got one more thing I got to talk about that's very, very important. And it's a little bit of a departure of what I uh, normally do. Well, in fact, that last story I talked about was a departure of what I normally do. But um, you'll see. I'll, I'll get to it in just a second. First off, Kent County Health Department, thank you so much for being part of the show. Uh, their website is accesskent.com health. Their phone number is 616-632-7200. Their staff working tirelessly to promote several things. The WIC program for those in need and having uh, trouble feeding the family. Vaccinations for the little ones, which can be acquired with little or no cost if you qualify. Maybe not you, but someone you know or love. Call the Kent County Health Department. And the personal health services to determine if there could possibly be a sexually transmitted infection, uh, you need to go to the health department and get tested uh, quickly, like right now. And that includes testing for HIV, which isn't exactly the thing that a lot of people like to talk about. But let me just be honest with you. If you have sex with a lot of people, okay, if, I mean, I'm not, you're not, I'm not judging you. You're whatever. But it probably would be a good idea if you had a uh, rendezvous or whatever that didn't have protection, you should get a test. And the reason why, if in the unlikely event that you were exposed to HIV, the longer you wait, the more that virus is going to work on your immune system. And once you got it, you got it. Um, and then once, if you do have it and it's detected early, we live in a world now where you can take medicines that will keep that virus undetectable for life. It is no longer the death sentence that it was, but if you wait and your immune system's destroyed, well, then you're dead. They call that full blown AIDS and you don't want that. So I suggest 
If you meet any of the criteria I just mentioned, call the Kent County Health Department, 616-632-7200. Actually, the only criteria about that is you're having unprotected sex with people you don't know. Thank you, Blue Frost IT, 616-285-50. The managed IT service. Um, why did I fucking lose my train of thought? Managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. Now, if you have a small or a medium-sized business and you want to upgrade your tech, the thing to do is call Blue Frost. They'll sit down with you for a half hour and ask you some questions about how your business works so that they can recommend the right purchases. Otherwise, you're just, you're just going to run to Best Buy and buy some shit off the shelf that some nerd sells you, and it's not going to be what you're looking for, and everything's going to be fucked. Reach out to Blue Frost IT, 616-285-50. Thank you, A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. I just shared a picture on social media that I want to show you. Joe Martinez. uh, Supporting the local community. Check this out. Listener Becky here. Went to cheer on her nephew's uh, T-ball game or baseball game. And the kid here, look at that. A&E Heating and Cooling sponsors the team. I love businesses like that. They're like, yeah, you know, throw a few bucks, get their name on a jersey. That's what it's all about. Thank you, Joe. That is very kind of you to do that for that baseball team because then they can uh, do their thing and have uh, have a sponsor there. It helps. Uh, we We all know how that works. And I'm glad that Becky took a picture and sent it my way. Thank you very much. And well done, Joe. You can imagine a Joe at the baseball game. Tu madre es una puta. He usually likes to go to one of the games. And, and look at that. Becky is here on the chat. She says, that's my nephew right there. Did you hear anybody yelling this? Or this? Because these are not good things. Uh, side note. I just noticed that uh, Darla here is 1 million percent flat on her back. She looks deceased. Oh. Now she's kind of waking up. <laughs> Bruce is like, what is going on on there? Jesus, that was so cute. Uh, thank you, Becky, for sending that along. Hope, I hope the team won. And your nephew looks like an absolute shining star. Look at him. Big smile. Look at that smile. What a smile on that kid. I tell you what, uh, he's going to be a heartbreaker. There's going to be chicks banging on the door saying, yes, is he home? And uh, Aunt Becky's going to say, get the fuck out of here, you whore. Kidding, you wouldn't say that. You wouldn't do that. Uh, All right. Becky says the kid is awesome, loving the pieces. 
But this is one of those leagues where everyone wins. I, yeah, I know. It's young baseball. That's how it is. All right. Um, I am about to finish the show. There will be no asshole of the day. And there will be no music. Well, maybe there'll be music. I don't know. It depends. Maybe there'll be an asshole of the day. I'm not sure. It just depends on how I feel. Because what I'm talking about right now is is a little um a little different. I'm going to a funeral today. Uh for Tori Witten. Uh Tori, I mentioned not long ago on the show, uh passed away to cancer after nearly a decade fight of uh of fighting. And uh I know Tori because our kids went to school together and he's a cop in the, in, uh, in Grant was a cop in Grand Rapids, uh, for over 20 years. And, um, he moved actually to my neighborhood. I could throw a rock and hit Tori's house. And it wasn't, uh, out of the question to get a text saying, come get your fucking dog. Um, I remember when I saw him not long ago, um, he just, he's just always had that type of uh, fantastic smile and demeanor when it came to fighting his cancer. He was told, uh, that, you know, this isn't going to take long, Tori, you're going to die soon. And he just said, fuck that. I got a lot of shit to do. I got a, I've got a lot of things to take care of and, uh, I've got a lot of living left to do. And, uh, he did just that. And, uh, he dove, he made his job to be fighting cancer and, uh, he did a hell of a job. He really did. He's one of those people that put in nearly a decade of, of living uh, and through a lot of suffering, wanted to stay as long as he could. And, uh, he did. And, uh, him and his family, his beautiful family saw a lot of wonderful things together and uh, they they knew their time was short, and they they just lived it up. I every time I turned around, I saw them doing something spectacular in the world uh, with each other. And uh, I if I ever am put into the place where I would uh, be faced with that uncertain future, I would I would want to do it the way he did it, um, fighting, but at the same time, um, you know, uh, doing as as many things as possible with his family. And he's a uh, beloved individual in the community. Like everybody knows Tori Witten. And I remember when I first saw that fucker at the gym at the YMCA, and I've told this story before, but he's like pumping iron and he looks, you know, he's probably like at the time 40 <clears throat> and he looks like he's like 24 completely jacked. And he knew me from the radio, but he, he wasn't impressed. <clears throat> and he's like, Oh, cocky as fuck. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And we're walking up to Diana. And I go, who, who the fuck is that? Well, that's Tori Witten. He's the badass. Mm-mm-mm. Look at him. Like, shut up. And he was, he's just a handsome devil. And I fell in love with his uh, lovely wife, Karen, um, when they were like kids. And just a match made in heaven. Two of the most beautiful, attractive, fantastic looking people you will ever see. And, uh, it's just a love story. And, uh, so 
you know. He passed away not long ago, like last week. Well, today is the funeral. Uh, it starts at 333, which is his badge number. Uh, when he was a cop, GRPD. So uh, Kylie is his daughter. And Tori was legit trying to <clears throat> hang on until she graduated. She graduated yesterday, the funeral today. So, you know, all these milestones for the family, attending graduation of, uh, of some of the other kids and, uh, you know, living as best as he could and then obviously could not make it to Kylie's graduation. However, in Tori's place, An image of Grand Rapids uh, GRPD uh, supporting. This is Kylie here in the middle, obviously. This is mom in the uh, black top beige beige uh, pants. And then these are the sons who are in there too. Cam, I forget the I forget the other kid's name. I suck. This is Kylie. She's like, look at all these cops. Oh my God. What an image. That's a, that's a historic image. Look at this. Look at this. I love this so much. Wow. I don't have words. <clears throat> Absolutely incredible. All right. Um, in fact, I, I want to show you Tori. That would make sense. Um, let's see. Witten. Okay. Damn it. What the fuck did I just do? Here they are. This is Tori and Karen. She's got a, a, a sign that says, heck yes, I'm a diva. And he's got a sign that says, I'm with her. Uh, and these are all pictures that were taken. Uh, maybe not this one, but when Tori was fighting cancer. So, I mean, he gave it his all and uh, saw a lot with, uh, with the fam despite struggling with cancer. And uh, I tell you what, man, I, I, uh, I, I totally give it up for this guy. Um, you can see in this pic, Tori, um, has been through the ringer, uh, with cancer. This one, September 9th, 2022, when this was posted. So I think that that's right around when it happened, when this picture was taken, obviously it had taken a toll on Tori. It had, uh, um, affected him physically, but I mean, there he is, man. And, uh, I, I, I can't say enough about these folks. I always, I always made it a point whenever they would post on this, uh, Facebook page, <clears throat> to just constantly remind them of how spectacular they are. Great, great family. So rest in peace, Tori. Funeral happens today at uh, at 3.33, which, as I indicated, was his, uh, was his badge. And be, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of cops there, you know? All right. that's right. I'm about to uh, lose my shit, so I'm just going to wrap it up, folks. I thank you so much for being here, and I will regroup and join you on Patreon. Have a good one. Rest in peace, Tori.